May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. We just heard in our gospel this morning that Jesus tells two parables about the way that God seeks out those who are lost. God is like a shepherd, Jesus says, that leaves the 99 sheep on the hillside to seek out the one who has strayed. Or God is like a woman who turns her house upside down to find the silver coin that she knows is there somewhere. So we have a male and a female image of God searching, sweeping, relentlessly searching after that person who is lost. And in both stories, the end is joy, the reunion of the lost soul with the searching God. I grew up going to the Jersey Shore on my summer vacations, especially to Cape May, which is way at the southernmost, uh, the little pointy bit at the end of New Jersey there. And so when I think of what it means that God is a God who searches and seeks after us, patient, persistent, thorough, never giving up uh, until we're found, I tend to think of those guys with the metal detectors on the beach. The beaches in Cape May are long, and like beaches, you know, mostly everywhere, I think, they quiet down around 4 or 5 o'clock, and that seems to be the metal detector guy time. And when they come out, I was never really sure um, what folks with metal detectors are really looking for on the beach. I guess, like, lost rings or coins or maybe the ambitious ones. It's some kind of buried treasure of some sort. But they always seem so persistent. And it seems, metal detecting seems to me like a contemplative activity like fishing. You know, like you have a rod and you wave it around and you walk very slowly and you cover every inch of the territory and you wait for the little clicking sounds, right, that tell you that you found something deep in the sand and then I guess you have to dig it out, see what it is. And I think that this is sort of what Jesus is saying about how God seeks after us um, and I feel that this year, that, you know, this is a, some of us were talking before the service, this is a more hopeful, more normal autumn than we've had in a couple of years. We're back to um, our routines without too many disruptions for most of us. But I think that a lot of us are still feeling a bit lost, a bit disconnected. Maybe that there is a part of us that is still buried in the sand somewhere that got lost along the way and needs someone to come and and dig us out. We are meant for connection, for relationship, for relationship with God, for relationship with each other, and for relationship with all of creation. In Jesus' parables, he tells of sheep and coins, two things that don't fare very well when they are apart from their kind. And that is uh, how we are too. Sheep have been domesticated by humans for so many thousands of years that they can't really survive without us anymore, most sheep. There's not many wild sheep out there, right? We have uh, a lot of more and more wildlife in Newton lately, actually. It used to be one turkey. Now there's sort of flocks of turkeys. Um, But we don't have wild sheep because there aren't many. 
And I've seen photos of lone sheep that have been separated from their flocks for years, for years and years. And I don't know if you've ever seen them, but the sheep is essentially spherical because the wool keeps growing and no one is there to shear it off them. And it, um, the poor creature is blinded because the wool covers their eyes. They can't really walk. They get stuck at everything. Um, they can't find food. And um, there's sort of before and after pictures of sheep that were lost for years and then finally shorn and taken care of and healed. Um, sheep are not meant to be without the shepherd. And wool is this amazing fiber, right? It can do so many things. Um, it sort of wicks water away. It's so useful. But sheep can only grow it. They can't really do anything with that. Only Sean the sheep from Wallace and Gromit can knit his own wool. If you've seen, those of you who've seen Wallace and Gromit. The rest of the sheep, they need the shepherd. Um, humans need the wool. Sheep need the shepherd. And this is the, this is the relationship that's meant to be. Likewise, a coin that's stuck inside one of the couch cushions is not really good to anyone. It's just a piece of metal. Money is meant to circulate. And Jesus talks a lot about money circulating. I think he was fascinated with money as a circulating power. And he has a lot of stories about buying and selling and accruing interest or what happens when people hoard their money. When the woman finds the coin, she rejoices And she's not rejoicing just in having the coin again, but because whatever dreams she has for that money to be spent on can now happen because she's found it again. We're meant to be in community, in relationship. We're meant for purposes greater than ourselves, and we're dependent on God's grace to fulfill this purpose. The language of our American culture is all about self-actualization, pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps, getting what we want by hard work and discipline and achievement and hustle. But the language of the Bible is about grace. Grace is God's free gift to us. Grace is God searching for us before we even knew that we were lost. Grace is God showing up in our lives and giving us strength and comfort and courage that we didn't know we had because we didn't have it until it was given to us. There's a reason that we're called Grace Church and not Our Own Efforts Church, (laughs) or Works Church. There's no Works Church out there. Our own efforts are limited, they're flawed, and they often fail. God's grace never fails. We are dependent creatures. We need each other. We're interdependent, and we need God. In the church, we pull ourselves up by God's bootstraps, which is very un-American. Our teacher and savior, Jesus, came to us in great humility and vulnerability to show us that humility and vulnerability are not things that we need to be ashamed of, Indeed, they can be the foundation of great strength and great blessing. The root of the word blessing is blessé, which means wound. God's grace turns our wounds, our losses, our feelings of being lost into blessings. Jesus was a healer, but he didn't heal people because they were worthy. 
He healed them because they were hurting. He seeked out the lost, not because they were worthy, but because they were lost, and he had compassion. So this week, think of the places in your life where you are feeling a little lost or a lot lost. Think of what parts of you are still buried in the sand, waiting for someone to detect them, waiting to be pulled out. This can be your prayer this week, that God's searching grace will come and will find what has been lost in you and pull it out of the sand and bless you and bring you to a place of connection and joy and hope. In God's name, amen.